everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Friday, November 29th, 2019. This is the post-Thanksgiving episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, or the Black Friday edition, if you will. Hi, everybody. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the host here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com as well as NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. So if you want some more national coverage, head to those two outlets right there. I've got you covered. In today's episode, though, we are going to be talking about Penn State's regular season finale against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'll give you my final takeaways from what to expect from this weekend's game, and of course, my official prediction for this weekend's game. It was coming up in today's episode. We're also going to look back on some of my own Black Friday memories working in retail. I've got a couple thoughts about what to do with the scheduling around Thanksgiving because I'm recording this, watching a rivalry game, and I think it would be pretty cool to see once again for Penn State if they were able to do that. And, of course, we will talk about the big elephant in the room, which is the latest James Franklin coaching rumors, where he's going to be coaching in 2020. Spoiler alert, I think he's going to be coaching pretty close to home, if you will. So we'll talk about that all in today's episode. Lots of ground to cover. Make sure you never miss an episode. We do these episodes every Monday through Friday. So subscribe in your favorite podcasting apps, such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're on all those platforms. And if you missed yesterday's episode, we did have an episode for you on Thanksgiving with our Big Ten Weekend Preview, so you can always go back and listen to that one as well. Subscribing is great, but also feel free to leave a rating and a review because that will help us out with the growth of the show on those various podcasting apps. And of course, we want you to stay connected with the show and be a part of the show and do that. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany and feel free to go over to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. So I know I threw a lot at you right now, but don't worry. We're about to get this show kickstarted right now. So thanks for coming in on this Black Friday as we round out the regular season for Penn State's 2019 season. Let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode is being released on Black Friday, which is typically one of the most shopping heavy days of the year and I don't know if it's necessarily as heavy as it used to be because I think over the last how many years now the advent of online shopping has become much more of an incentive for the consumer I think it's much more easier to just sit back at home on your couch with your laptop or your iPad or maybe even your phone place the order for all the things that you want to get some special deals on because you know that you're going to have some special deals on Black Friday, even online. And I just don't think it's worth it to go out to the stores in the middle of the night or the early hours of the morning or in some cases on Thanksgiving and go ahead and be a part of that mad rush to get whatever crazy deal there is. Now, maybe for some people it is. And obviously everybody is in a different situation and I shouldn't just place judgment on anyone who does go out and goes through that Black Black Friday shopping experience. Hey, if that's your cup of tea, have at it. Have seconds if you want. That's just not a part of where I come from. And you know what? I've worked in that. So I've worked in retail before uh, for a number of years. I had to work on Black Friday. I would be at the store uh, opening things up at you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever the hour may have been back at that time. And fortunately for me, I never had anything too crazy happen. Obviously, we did get a big mass of people 
for some of our stores. I worked at a, an office retail store, so we had we uh, create big deals on laptops and uh, mobile devices and stuff like that. You know, we weren't quite where we are today with the technology, but there were some pretty good deals out there for some pretty cool gadgets at the time: laptops, desktops, and of course, uh, you know, GPS devices were pretty big at the time. And uh, I forget what else was out there, but you know, we had some good deals, and there were some people that definitely wanted to take advantage of those deals. Unfortunately, my store that I worked in, we had it pretty under control. And again, we didn't have a big mob of people, but we did have people lining up for the store and we had a good system for it. We would go out and hand out uh, tickets to everybody uh, going through the line, give them a ticket so they didn't have to rush into the store. And as long as they had that ticket, we had that item reserved for them. And honestly, I feel like that's a great way to go about it if you're a store that is able to handle that kind of crowd. Again, if you have a big mob of people, it's gonna be much of a different situation there for you. But even though I had a relatively easy experience on Black Friday at, from the retail employee standpoint of view, I certainly grew to appreciate the fact that Black Friday it can be nonsense sometimes. And that's why I feel like it is so much better these days to get all your shopping done online. Uh, you know, Obviously, if you've got some stores that you want to support, go ahead and do that. But if you have the option of just loading up a shopping cart on Amazon or anything like that and placing all of your orders, I say go for it. I think it's the best way to go about it. You never have to leave your home, never have to leave your office. So to me, I totally do not understand how anyone would want to go through a whole Black Friday experience, but I know that there are people that make that a part of their Thanksgiving tradition or their holiday tradition. So hey, more power to you. Everybody has different traditions. I'm going to respect that. I'm just going to continue to roll my eyes the next time I see a clip of a, a Walmart or a shopping mall department store getting people run over in a rush to get whatever product is on sale. So Hopefully there aren't too many situations like that out there this year. I'm sure we'll find some stories like that where there is some craziness, but I'm so thankful to no longer be in that retail environment. And I feel fortunate right now. I'm not going to say it's never going to happen for me again, but for right now, I'm happy to not have to go through that. I'm actually recording this episode on Thanksgiving night, Thursday night, as I'm watching former Penn State offense coordinator Joe Moorhead and his Mississippi State program taking on Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. Uh, of course, this is a good, long-standing rivalry game between these two in-state schools, uh, in-state rivals from the state of Mississippi. And while the teams historically have not been very good, it's just one of those rivalry games that's pretty cool to watch because there is some crazy stuff that happens in this series. You get some good finishes, you get some rallies, you get some some good uh good good highlights for a series that is really bitter it's really intense and that to me is what makes this so much fun to watch uh, you know it doesn't matter if neither of these teams has a chance to go to a bowl game that's actually not the case right now as i'm watching this game mississippi state needs the win in order to become bowl eligible and as i'm recording this they are winning against the rebels but they also play for the egg bowl trophy which is pretty cool it's a pretty cool egg looking uh egg like looking trophy that's why it's called the Egg Bowl. And I don't really know what the history behind it is. I should look it up and I probably shouldn't be a little bit aware of it. But to me, that's what makes this final weekend of the season so cool because we get a lot of good rivalry games. You know, you're going to have Ohio State and Michigan this weekend. You're going to have Alabama and Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Uh, again, Michigan and Ohio State in the game. And you get a lot of really good rivalry games throughout the country. Georgia and Georgia Tech, while it may not be the best rivalry game this particular season, that's always a pretty fun game to watch. And of course, uh, on Friday, as you're the day that this podcast is being recorded, we've got Virginia and Virginia Tech. Penn State's going to be playing Rutgers. Now, I understand geographically speaking, it makes sense to have Penn State and Rutgers or Penn State and Maryland 
play in the final weekend this season. And I understand it seems like Penn State has to rotate between those two schools and Michigan State for that last game of the regular season, all between those, those four schools. They kind of rotate around who they're going to be playing in the last weekend of the season. Actually, I think Rutgers and Maryland typically play uh, when Penn State and Michigan State play in the final game of the season. And obviously, uh, Maryland is going to be playing Michigan State this weekend. So to me, I would love it if Penn State had a fixed rivalry game at the end of the season. And that's why I think it would be really cool if the Big Ten would abandon the requirement to play a conference game in that final game of the regular season. To me, that would be the perfect spot to put a final game of the regular season rivalry game against Pittsburgh on a long-standing basis. Say what you will, some people are going to roll their eyes, but I think it would be so much better to end the season with a good rivalry game between Penn State and Pittsburgh forever. <laughs> to me, if I'm in charge of everything that's happening in college football, I'm restoring that rivalry on an annual basis. I think I've talked about this, I don't know how many times, but I feel like it would be awesome to see Penn State and Pittsburgh final weekend of the season. I don't care if it's Big Ten versus ACC. Uh, just move Penn State's Big Ten opener up a little bit if you have to. Make it work. Obviously, some ACC teams do play SEC teams in the final game of the regular season. Like I said, Georgia and Georgia Tech. You're also going to get Clemson versus South Carolina, Florida versus Florida State, and Louisville versus Kentucky. Those are all good in-state rivalries between two teams from different conferences. Why not bring that option to some teams in the Big Ten? I'm not saying every team is going to be able to take advantage of it, and maybe they won't want to. But I think it would be so much better for Penn State to end the season against Pittsburgh compared to Penn State versus Rutgers, Maryland, or Michigan State. Or if you're going to keep it in the conference, if I had to choose any of those teams, I'm going to fixate that annual regular season finale rivalry game against Maryland. I think it would be so much better uh, in the long term for Penn State and Maryland to play on a regular basis rather than Penn State and Rutgers or Penn State and Michigan State. But that's just my take. Let me know what you guys think. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnDindy. Let me know what you think you would want to see Penn State do in the final game of the regular season. Are you okay with playing Rutgers, Maryland, and or Michigan State? Or would you rather have an option to play Pittsburgh in the final game? Let me know what you guys think. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about the latest James Franklin rumors regarding potential interest in another coaching job outside of Penn State. We'll talk about that next on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. But first, guys, I want to tell you about DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. If you're listening on the go and you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Within the last 24 to 48 hours, there were some stories coming out tying James Franklin to having potential interest in the coaching vacancy currently open at Florida State. This doesn't really come as too much of a surprise because once that Florida State job opened up after they moved on from Willie Taggart within the season, James Franklin's name was one of those names that quickly became one of those trendy picks to be considered a top candidate for the job. And as I've said on this podcast before, if James Franklin were to leave to take on the head coaching job at USC or at Florida State, I have no question in my mind that he would absolutely crush it. But the kind of way that he recruits talent, the way that he resonates and connects with talent uh, players, and considering the talent pool that schools like USC and Florida State should be able to have, I could easily see a very quick turnaround 
very similar to what we've seen him do at Penn State. Penn State has been getting some really good recruiting classes, and obviously there's been some concerns about how some players have progressed, but I do think that overall, there's no question in my mind that Penn State is in a much better situation right now as a program than before he, James Franklin came in. Now, granted, the situations where James Franklin came into Penn State are much different from what USC is going through or at Florida State, but again, it goes back to what I, I said earlier. I think if James Franklin were to leave for either of those spots, he would have a really easy time kind of turning things around, changing the way that those programs perform, changing the way they recruit, and certainly getting them to get back on track to where those programs should be, certainly within their respective conferences. USC should be a team that competes regularly for Pac-12 titles. Florida State should be a team that is competing regularly for the ACC. Right now, there is a massive gap between Florida State and Clemson. James Franklin would help close that gap rather quickly. Don't know if he would necessarily close it entirely or get Florida State to move past where Dabo Sweeney has Clemson. But there is no question in my mind that Florida State would be much more competitive in a very short period of time under James Franklin. So the story comes out from the Orlando Sentinel, I believe on Wednesday or sometime on Wednesday, that James Franklin and Florida State have had some kind of contact between each other. I don't know if that's legitimate or not. It doesn't surprise me if that is the case, because Florida State is trying to get their next head coach lined up, hopefully by the end of the month. That's what they've been trying to establish as their timeline. As you can tell, we're very close to the end of the month. So time is running out. And of course, Penn State is going to be wrapping up their season on Saturday and prepare for their bowl game, wherever that may be, uh, after that. It would not be unprecedented for a coach to leave a program for another program before his former program goes on to play in even a big-time bowl game. That does happen. It doesn't normally happen when a power conference program goes to the Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, or Cotton Bowl, and then loses their head coach to another power conference job. I believe that's unprecedented. If I'm wrong on that, please, somebody correct me. I will stand and admit my failure there uh, on that knowledge. But I do think that it would be very weird for James Franklin to leave Penn State for Florida State before coaching in the Orange Bowl or Rose Bowl, especially after a 10-win season, assuming that they beat Rutgers. So I just I still have this gut feeling that while having contact with Florida State or maybe even potentially USC if that job opens up, I still think it would be expected. I don't know how serious he would be about leaving the program. This is all what happens this time of year. Coaches in current jobs are going to have contact with other schools looking to fill their vacancies. Every coach is going to have to go through this experience, especially when they have some success. And there are plenty of reasons why James Franklin should be able to consider leaving Penn State for Florida State. One, the talent pool is ridiculous. As I said, turning Florida State around would be very easy to do. I don't think it would take very long. And I could easily envision Florida State uh, competing for the ACC title in a relatively short period of time. Again, closing the gap with Clemson is not going to be easy. But you're talking about getting Florida State on par to play for an ACC title. Have you seen the ACC this year? Aside from Clemson, it's not that good. So I think uh, getting a chance to turn around a program like Florida State uh, would be very attractive for a lot of coaches out there. But again, James Franklin is in a really good spot at Penn State. Not just because of all the wins that they have accumulated over the last couple of years and the very good likelihood that this will be the third time Penn State goes to a New Year's Six Bowl game under James Franklin, 
We'll see what happens in that bowl game, but this is a very good way to end the season. It looks like coming up for Penn State with James Franklin getting them to a third New Year's Six bowl game in four years. It's pretty remarkable when you think about that. But I think that with all the finances that are available to Penn State, the donors that they get, the donor support, and of course that Big Ten revenue share really helps Penn State stay ahead of the game compared to a number of other programs. And that would include Florida State. Yes, I know they got an ACC network. It's going to have a little bit of an increased bump in the revenue share when those distributions come out. And Florida State's going to be making out a little bit better than they have been. But still, it's not as much as Penn State's going to be getting from the Big Ten. So there's still financially a lot of incentive for staying at Penn State. And that's what it all comes back to, the financial incentive. I said it earlier. This is something that a lot of coaches go through this time of year. And there's a reason why. This is not only the time of the year when coaches go through the coaching carousel, but this is also the time of the year when coaches can renegotiate their contracts and get more job security, higher pay, higher assistant pay. And that is what I think is going to be happening here as far as James Franklin is concerned. So don't be too alarmed if you see James Franklin having contact with a school like Florida State or maybe eventually USC. And I will say again, I'm never going to say never when it comes to a coach leaving a program. I definitely can envision a scenario where James Franklin does leave Penn State, but I do think that it's going to take an awful lot to make that happen. And according to Football Scoop's latest as I'm recording this podcast, it looks like Florida State may have had their contact with James Franklin, but essentially struck out on trying to woo him away from Penn State. Other coaches that Florida State has potentially been in contact with include Iowa State's Matt Campbell, uh, Mark Stoops, Bob Stoops, and uh, Baylor's coach Matt Rule. And apparently none of those coaches are going to be taking that Florida State job. But watch what happens with those coaches. You're probably going to see some contract extensions. You may even see some more lucrative offers from other possibilities for uh, at least a handful of those coaches. But I think James Franklin's going to be sticking around. I don't think he's going anywhere. Coming up in the last segment of today's show, we are going to talk about this weekend's game between Penn State and Rutgers. I don't think I need to go into too much detail here on this one, but I will share some thoughts about what to expect in this game. And of course, I will have my official prediction for you in the third segment. This is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you have a favorite NFL team, NHL team, or NBA team, make sure you scan the network right now because there are a lot of good shows going on right now covering all of your favorite teams. So make sure you check them out as well as subscribing and rating and reviewing in addition to the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Time for the final segment of today's episode and, of course, the final segment of this week's coverage on the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast. We're talking Penn State and we're talking Rutgers. And if you've been listening to any episode of mine over the past how many weeks now, you know that I've got this saying where everybody beats Rutgers. Penn State is going to beat Rutgers. This is a no-brainer. This is a no-contest. Penn State is a massive favorite in this game and for good reason. Even though Penn State's offense has not been firing on all cylinders the way that they may be capable of doing, as they showed earlier in the season at times, this is still an offense that should absolutely shred this Rutgers defense. This Rutgers program is just coming out to Happy Valley, and they're not very happy right now. This is a program that has lost their head coach four games into the season. It's a program that has seen some of their key players and leading offensive players decide to redshirt in the middle of the season. 
which is not uncommon these days. This happens now around college football with an expanded redshirt rule from the NCAA. And I will always defend a player's right to choose what's best for them. But this is a bad situation for Rutgers right now because they already didn't have a great roster. And then they've lost some key players that have decided to redshirt this year. They've already seen some players enter the transfer portal. This is a team that is going nowhere this season. There's no chance to go to a bowl game. There's no real chance to feel very optimistic about the immediate future of this program. It's a program that still doesn't have a head coach hired to be the permanent replacement after firing Chris Ash four games into the season. It's a program that lost out on Greg Schiano reunion, potentially, at least for now. And it's a program where you have to question the leadership pretty much from top to bottom. Uh, and that extends beyond the football program. This is not a very good football program right now. And it is a laughingstock in the nation right now it's it's tough to watch Rutgers it's tough to defend Rutgers on so many different levels and that's why when they come out to State College and they take the field in Beaver Stadium Penn State absolutely has to take it to them very early and I do think that they will do that say what you will about Rutgers wanting to get up to play Penn State but historically since they've joined the Big Ten they've had a very difficult time on the road against teams like Ohio State Michigan even Michigan State and, of course, Penn State. When they go on the road against some of the best teams and best programs within the Big Ten East, the gaps between them and those programs shows on so many different levels. Penn State may be beat up a little bit. Penn State may have some concerns that they need to address, but this is absolutely the absolute perfect matchup to get a lot of those things right and head into the bowl season, starting to feel a little bit more confident in some positions, and I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know how healthy Sean Clifford is. I don't even know if you need to play Sean Clifford in this game, although I'm sure Penn State will as long as he is capable of playing. I just feel like this is a good opportunity where you could see both Sean Clifford and Will Levis uh, get a chance to run the offense. And if last week was any indication, that could open up the doors to some conversation about the quarterback position. I wouldn't get carried away here, though. I think this is Sean Clifford's team as long as he's healthy and able to go, and I don't think that that's going to change anything. But I do think that this is a game where Penn State has to attack on the ground very early, get some people involved, and make sure you run down the field, sustain some drives, put some touchdowns on the board early. You should be able to get a couple early touchdowns against this Rutgers team. As I said, this is a program that lacks depth, it lacks talent, and it lacks motive right now. So I don't think there's any reason to expect Penn State not to attack early and try to get this thing taken care of as early as possible. Because the last thing you want to do is play four quarters against a team that really has no reason to be there anymore. This is a game that Penn State absolutely should win. They should win this one very confidently. They should win this one in blowout fashion. I think Penn State wins this game 56-10. to 10. They're a 40-point favorite for a reason, folks. I don't think I'm going too overboard here. This is a game where Penn State's offense should be able to make those plays that they've been kind of hit or miss on a lot of times. But this Rutgers defense is nowhere close to being able to slow down what Penn State should be capable of doing. I fully expect this is going to be a big day for the running game. I think Penn State's running game can absolutely dominate this Rutgers defense. They can run all over them. They can run over them from the start all the way to the finish. Maybe you don't have to throw the ball very often, but I, that's what I would assume. You make some big plays through the air early on. Maybe KJ Hamler breaks one loose. But this is a game that's going to be dominated by the running game. So maybe the 56-10 to 10 is a little optimistic, but I think Penn State scores a bunch of points early on. 
never really looks back on Rutgers and gets everybody involved and everybody gets a chance to score some points uh, throughout the game. So I think this is a good way to close out the season. And I do think style points are going to be a factor here because as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, it's very important that Penn State stay ahead of Florida. If you're looking at the bowl scenarios and you think the Orange Bowl's in play, you got to stay ahead of those Florida Gators. That might be your biggest threat to a potential spot in the Orange Bowl if it comes down to that. Uh, So again, We'll see what else happens around the country. Michigan beating Ohio State could potentially throw a wrench at everything, although I don't think Michigan's going to win that game. But this is a game where Penn State can only worry about one thing and one thing only, and that's beating Rutgers and beating them comfortably. I don't think there's any reason to expect anything less. This is not a game that you can afford to have a scrappy performance and just kind of get by with a rough showing on offense. The offense has to make some plays here, and I think that they will. So I think Penn State wins this game, and I think they win this one big. And on that note, we're going to close down this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Before I do, though, I just want to give you a quick overview of what to expect in next week's lineup for the show. We still have a lot of the same things we can run through, even though we don't have a game to look forward to for Penn State coming up next Saturday. But on Monday, we'll still have our recap episode reacting to everything that goes down this weekend. On Tuesday, we'll still look forward to the latest college football playoff rankings. And on Wednesday, we'll react to the latest college football playoff rankings. On Thursday, we'll do sort of a preview for what to expect around the country in the conference championship games. And on Friday, we'll still see what we have in mind there. We may do a mailbag episode, so feel free to flood that mailbag with as many questions as you possibly can. And maybe we'll sprinkle some of those in throughout the week as well. So still to be determined what we're going to do next Friday, but we will still have a show every Monday through Friday. Uh, At some point, we might be tweaking the schedule just a little bit, but we'll give you a heads up before we do that. But we still have a lot of stuff to get into in the coming weeks as far as Penn State football is concerned. So don't worry. We're still going to be doing this every Monday through Friday for the time being. But again, when we do possibly make some changes, I will definitely let you know. Make sure you're subscribed in the podcast in all of your favorite podcasting apps, such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Leave a rating, leave a review. We appreciate the feedback, and it does help promote the show on those various podcasting apps. We also want to make sure you're staying connected with us on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. And you can check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And check out my national college football coverage on AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. With all that said, I want to thank you guys for being with me this week. Even though it was Thanksgiving and Black Friday, I was happy to have this podcast here for you. I know some of you maybe have needed a Penn State podcasting fix to get away from some of the madness over the last 48 hours. If that was the case for you, I hope this helped you get through the Thanksgiving and the post-Thanksgiving madness that some of you are probably well aware happens to a lot of people. So <laughs> I was happy to have this here for you and hopefully it helps you get through the holiday. And of course... We'll be back Monday, so have a great weekend, have a safe weekend, and we'll come back Monday, we'll react to Penn State's game against Rutgers, and we'll see where they're heading from there as we go through with another week of coverage coming up on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Until Monday, everybody, have a great weekend, have a safe weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday.